Should I even be selling coaching, or anything for that matter, during a pandemic? This question, this thought, this idea, this energy has been around for well more than a few months, probably the last six months, and I've been having so many conversations about this over the last half a year, six months, even seven months, that I thought, let me record a episode and every time a coach has a any sort of fear, and this goes beyond the pandemic, by the way, I, I've been hearing this for years. It's just been amplified during the pandemic, and I really want to dive into it and give you permission to shine bright, to share your gifts, to thrive, because your success is not taken away from anyone else's success. So if you need to tap in to recoup and to thrive no matter what's happening in the world, this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you turn your knowledge, your gifts, and your story into an online coaching business. This podcast is and always will be free to listen to. My only ask is if you extract value from these episodes, simply subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, and get automatically entered into winning $500 every single month. For more information on the giveaway or to explore all of the options we have on serving you, check out www.lucasrubix.com, and I'll see you there. All right, so... The first thing I really want to talk about is this whole idea of feeling bad, quote unquote, feeling bad, selling something online, your service, your product, your course, your solutions to people's problems, when the world seems to be falling apart. Now, I want to go behind all that because I've been hearing this forever, and I remember, I'll share a quick story. I bought a brand new Jeep. This is like, I don't know, eight eight years ago or something. My first brand new vehicle off the showroom floor, a nice Jeep Wrangler, and I always wanted one. My dad had like a, I don't know if he had a CJ, he had a TJ, a YJ, a TJ. He had the Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee, and big Jeep guy. And so when the new Jeep came out, whenever it did come out, um, maybe a year or two years after the new Jeep came out, which was, I believe, the XJ. This is a long time ago now. I bought a new one. First new vehicle, smelt brand new, had that new dealer smell. And I was excited for like a day. And then I drove it down. I was driving down Hastings Street here in Vancouver, and I saw poverty. I saw, you know, if you've ever been to Vancouver, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like that one street in Vancouver where it's tent city. And my heart just broke. And I looked at myself in the rear view and I was like, you're such an asshole. Like all these people are suffering. Why do you get to enjoy this? And honestly, I was like, I should bring it back. I should sell it. I should get rid of it. And it wasn't until a few years after that that I realized, like, by the way, I love giving. I try to feed someone every single day. I'll say that to break and I don't share that often, but like I literally get so much fulfillment from it. And so if I'm walking down the street, buy groceries or going for lunch or going for dinner and I, I, I see someone on the street, I ask them, would you like food? Would you like to go eat? Let me buy you some food. And so 
It took me a while to understand that A, my success isn't taken away from anyone else's success. Just because I bought a brand new Jeep doesn't mean these people are out here. But also, because I have the ability to buy a new Jeep, because I'm working my ass off and making moves and taking risks, filling up the bank account, I now have resources to help others. And me sitting there feeling bad for the world and not taking action because of it is doing everybody a disservice. Now, if I chose to just take massive action and make a bunch of money and never share it, not help anyone, that's not wrong either. Because there are many people who choose to play small. They just get paid enough in their jobs. They get a paycheck and they just have enough to serve their family. But they don't have enough for anyone else. Is no different than someone making a bunch. We always look at wealthy people and maybe some choose not to share it. That's fine. It's theirs. What have you done? <laughs> it's the first thing I'll ask when I'm like, when someone's like, oh man, the billionaires should all give away their money. Yeah, I believe they have a responsibility to do it, but if they choose not to, it's okay. Let's not attack wealthy people because of it. If they choose to spend their money on a car and, and buy a sports car and drive it around on the weekends and never share their money, that's up to them. Because there's many people who also aren't sharing it who don't have it. And it's they can't share it because they don't have it. Why I'm bringing this up is because it drives me crazy and it's literally taking away if you've ever... And I'm guilty, by the way. My hand is up. I'm guilty of saying that. Oh, if all the rich people just shared their money, there'd be no problems in the world. But how about I stop complaining and why don't I take massive action? Why don't I start making some money? Why don't I employ some people? Why don't I pay some paychecks? Why don't I give some money away? Uh, a few weeks, this is like the 7-Eleven I go to. It's just a block away. And sometimes at night, I'll go, you know, pick something up. I try not to keep chocolate, ice cream, or anything in my house because it's gone. But some evenings, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to enjoy something. And I go down there and there's these small little, um, I don't know, they're like haagen or something. Like a little 130 calorie. They're like a smaller version of an ice cream cone or bar, whatever they call it. And I go down there and pick one up sometimes, maybe once a week or so. And instead of picking up a big pack, because it'll be gone, it'll be gone, it's done. And there's always someone out in front. They open the door for you. Uh, you know, homeless person. And they'll open the door for you. And every time I'm like, would you like to eat something? And they're always super shy about it, but they'll come in. And the last time, this is maybe a week ago, I, I go in and I'm like, dude, get anything. He's like, anything? Can I, can I get a pop? I'm like, dude, get a pop. Well, can I, can I get a donut? Get a donut, man. Maybe you want something nutritious. Do you want a sandwich? Really? Get a sandwich. This, that. I don't know what he racked up. Probably like $120. There's just this big pile of stuff on the counter. And the guy also wanted smoke, so I bought him two packs of smokes. I'm not here to judge. I don't care what you do with it. He was so, oh, he was like, this has never, it looked like he won a million dollars. And I felt great about it. Here you go. Awesome, beautiful, enjoy it. But also watching him light up was like, it, it's like 120 bucks. That's it. It's like, it's, it's, it's not a huge deal. But it was as if he won a million dollars. And it reminded me, A, to stay grounded, B, to not take anything for granted, and C, to just be grateful for what it is I get to have, I get to create, I get to do, and that I have an ability to share it. We do like these $500 giveaways, and I love giving it away. I know it's going to help someone. 
and it makes me want to see even more success because of it. I can't wait to buy someone a car. Like, here is a brand new car. You deserve it. Enjoy it. You don't owe me anything. And when I started seeing it in that way, my, my, I had no guilt over my success. I understood that my success wasn't affecting anyone else's. Now, let's move into the current situation of the world. That now it's a little bit heightened because there are some things. There is a kind of universal kind of energy in the air of people are suffering. Which, yes, I'm, I'm not going to minimize that because, yeah, a lot of people don't have a job right now. A lot of people are looking for work. A lot of people are having a hard time paying the bills. I get that. I understand that. But on the flip side, by me choosing to play small in this moment, to not take massive action, I'm not doing anyone a, a, a service. I'm just doing everyone a disservice. By choosing to say, well, everyone else is suffering, so maybe I should suffer is 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 not the right question or not the right answer or not the right thing to do. In fact, to shine, to see more success than ever, to show other people that you can succeed is the right course of action. To light people up, to say, you know what? Yeah, this is happening in the world, but I can still be successful. I can still make something happen. I could take this time to improve my skills is, to me, the right course of action. A few months after this pandemic, I shared a screenshot. It was like an eighty-five dollars or $87,000 a month. And I shared a screenshot saying, hey, just because there's stuff going on in the world right now doesn't mean you can't create success. And the response was generally positive and it got people amped up and fired up. But I had a few people reach out saying, how dare you? I'm suffering right now. I'm in pain right now. When you're sharing this, give me some of that. And it, breaks my heart because there is this beautiful opportunity right now. I get it. I've also stressed about trying to pay rent. I've stressed, so, I've had to sell my apartment because I was in so much debt. I get it. I get it. I've been there. But I was there because I chose to stay a victim. I looked at other people and saying, why don't you give that to me? Why don't you share that with me? If you're doing so well, can't you help me out? And guess what? I suffered until I said, if it's to be, it's up to me. I don't know who quotes that. I think it's, it's uh, uh, Les, Les Brown. If it's up to me, or if it's to be, it's up to me. No one is going to save me. I'm going to make this thing happen. And now I have this beautiful gift of giving back, of sharing. And I remember the first time I was on a flight and something happened and they upgraded me to first class. Now, I, by the way, I did not grow up that way. I grew up like, save money. Turn off the water when you brush your teeth. Probably a lot like you. No, no silver spoons, golden spoons, no handouts. No trust funds. No real estate going my way. Nothing. And so, you know, I don't, we flew maybe a handful of times somewhere when I was growing up. And Trips was always in an RV, which is awesome. So grateful for that. But, you know, it was Motel 8s. And so when I started seeing some success personally, I started trying to step out of that comfort zone. And I remember the first time I flew first class, I, was, I felt so much guilt. I was sitting in the front 
you know, you board first. And the lady asked me if she could hang my jacket. I said, no, no, I can do it myself. Thank you. And would you like anything? What, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's free? Like, you know, they handed a hot towel. And then I saw everyone else boarding the plane. And I felt so much guilt. I was like, what? Like, I should give this seat up. Like, they, they're all, like, I got all this leg room. I've got, I'm, I'm eating right now. I'm, like, living in luxury. And I felt so much guilt the full, whole flight. I couldn't look people in the eye. I was like, I'm sorry. And it made a really big impact on me. Now, I'm always going to stay grounded. I'm conditioned that way. I'm not about the first class. I don't care. I'll sit in the back. I'll sit in the middle. And I don't care. Give me some crackers and I'm good. I, like, I'm grateful that I possess that. But it definitely blocked me from being able to feel abundance. And nowadays, if I do book a first-class flight, I enjoy it. I share it. Love the experience. But I don't need it. And it's really interesting to watch that. And there was many in instances. I remember going for like my first really, really fancy dinner. I don't know, like $250 or $300 dinner. And I, was, I felt so guilty. Now, do I need to do that on the weekly? No. Do I need to ever do it? Not really. I'm good. I got a passion, a purpose. I love what it is I do. I'm good with it or without it. I'm good with a $500 motorcycle or a $15,000 Ducati, and I've owned both. It's wheels, it's an engine. But I monitor myself, that guilt. Where's that coming from? Hey, let me catch that. That's condition. That's, like, that's generational on my end and probably for you as well. But please understand that if you can see success right now, if you can sell, if you can be, create abundance, you can share it. And you can be a shining example of what's possible right now. I don't care how negative the world, how negative the media may be, how negative, you know, the, 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 the energy in the, in, the, in the air may be right now. I'm like, I'm going to choose to sh get up, smile, post a little quote, let's get it, make it happen. And if some don't like it and if some choose to stay stuck and how can you be so positive right now? So be it. I'm not for you. I choose to get it every day, no matter what. And those who say, you know what, maybe I can get it too, those are my people. That's my tribe. Make something out of nothing. Make a way out of no way. Create, not destroy other people. Create something instead of destroying others, poking holes in others. I'm not interested in talking about anybody. I'm interested in making things happen. So don't, and just, just, just a reminder is don't dim your light because everyone else is choosing to. Crank it up, turn it up. Make it happen, inspire others. Will you get some pushback? Yeah. Will you get some hate? Sure. Are those people for you? Nope. I hated, I hated for years. I was like, Pfft. and then when I finally learned my lesson, I came around. A lot of the people I hated on that were making things happen. I was like 20. I was working on the oil rigs. Miserable. I said, I was wrong. Thank you for doing you. Thank you for seeing success. Thank you for inspiring me to make it happen. 
Truly hope that serves and lands. LucasRubix.com for absolutely anything else. We have a massive free section of the website. If you're truly committed to building your coaching business, we got a niche guide. We got the ultimate coaching business funnel. We've got the online coaching academy. That's a free video course that'll teach you how to build out systems and create a predictable, profitable, and passion-fueled online coaching business. You can check that out at LucasRubix.com. And if you're ready to step in, play big, go all out, check out the coaches. University is a stay until they get paid coaching program. In fact, we work with you until you make $10,000 in sales as long as you stay committed to us. No matter how long that takes, one month, three months, six months, we stick with you. So check out the Coaches University and you can also book a ask away call. If you're not really sure, you still have some questions, you can book a call. All of that is at lucasrubix.com. And with that said, make it happen. Shine your light. Be an example. Be a leader. The world needs leaders right now. A leader like you. Go inspire. Go lead. Be great. And we'll talk soon. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.